My Seven Chakras, episode 138. Feeling is healing and listen to how you feel. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, Action Tribe? AJ here, and you are listening to My 7 Chakras, a show where we dive deep into the mysteries of the ancient world and uncover powerful ideas, techniques, and strategies that can transform your life. This is a show where we believe that Chi is equal to MC squared and that challenges are roadblocks to success. Action Tribe, we have a powerful episode in store for you today. But before that, I want to ask you this one question. What is your favorite inspirational quote? I repeat, what is your favorite inspirational quote? So it is your turn now to tweet out your response or Facebook post it or share it on Instagram using the hashtag My7Chakras so that I can find your post and get inspired myself. And with that, we are now ready to welcome our featured guest for today, Alicia Miller. So Alicia, are you ready to inspire? Yes. Amazing. So Alicia Miller is a candida and core emotional healing expert, motivational speaker, author, certified holistic health coach, inner child and journaling facilitator. She specializes in the emotional connection between the mind and the body for self-healing. Through Alicia's own extensive journey healing candida, she has guided hundreds to freedom from the emotional chains of candida, emotional eating, digestive issues, depression, eczema, perfectionism, Lyme, codependent tendency, chronic fatigue, addictive patterns, hypothyroidism, Epstein-Barr, and autoimmune disease. So Alicia, take about a minute and tell Action Tribe a bit more about yourself. Thank you. Yes, um, as you mentioned, I uh, do many things, but it all special. I do specialize in helping people who basically have tried everything um, and they still can't get to healing from their chronic symptoms. And I do specialize in candida and Lyme and eczema. And those symptoms uh, are typically coming out as rashes on the body, bloating, uh, chronic fatigue, different uh, infections. Uh, And and these people I'm working with have been suffering for many, many years and have tried diet and supplements and holistic practices and energy healing and so many things and they keep experiencing these symptoms. So I have uh, discovered through my own healing journey that there is an emotional root cause, not only to the physical symptoms, but they're typically also dealing with other symptoms such as emotional eating, addictive patterns, depression, codependency, perfectionism, low self-esteem. So these all have the same emotional root cause. And so once they address that, then they are free from all of those things and they can live a more fulfilled and inspired life. So I work with people all around the world. I've been doing that for the past six years uh, using a video conferencing uh, service where I can, uh, through video, have a face-to-face session, private sessions, and I also do multiple group sessions. So that's very 
powerful when there's a group that comes together and shares in a very safe, supportive space where they can be vulnerable and feel supported. And there's tremendous healing in that for uh, healing on a deeper emotional level. I also have a e-course, so I can support people in many different ways. I also do retreats in Costa Rica. So there's something for everyone in terms of how they want to begin and how they want to progress. Wonderful. Now, thanks a lot for that intro. And since you help people heal, I'm sure you agree that words are really powerful. They can start wars and they can create peace. And because of that reason, we always begin each episode with some words of inspiration. So let me ask you, what is your favorite inspirational quote? And also tell us how this plays out in your life. Sure. So my favorite inspirational quote is feeling is healing and listen to how you feel. I um, Feeling is healing is a saying that's been around forever. Um, I've added and listen to how you feel uh, because I have healed myself on a very deep emotional level, which included feeling my repressed sadness and anger, which ultimately resulted in me finally healing fully from the chronic symptoms and unhealthy patterns. And now through that, I am now living more from my feelings and in my body and through my senses and intuition as a result. So I basically am responding to life based on how I feel and and listening to my emotions because they're my guidance system. So I am not distracting myself um, or numbing from my emotions anymore. And I'm living more in the flow of life. And it's magical in terms of um, listening to how I feel and I'm being guided to um, what I want and what I don't want. And it's uh, it's much easier that way than trying to figure it out in my head. Wonderful. So I love that quote, feeling is healing. And then you added, listen to how you feel. You emphasize on the importance of listening and listening to those patterns of how we feel. So thanks a lot for reminding us. And Uh, You mentioned that you're a candida healing expert. So for someone who might not be aware of the condition, what exactly is candida? Well, candida is a yeast that is beneficial. It lives in our body and it typically lives in the digestive tract. It's one of the... um, when you think about the bacteria, it's it's considered the bad bacteria where we need a good balance of good bacteria, the probiotics and the bad bacteria. So uh, what happens though, it, it overgrows and becomes a condition when uh, the good bacteria is wiped out through antibiotic use, steroids, birth control pills, a diet heavy in sugar and processed foods, uh, stress, uh, and emotional trauma actually um, creates the overgrowth as well. So um, yeah, so it can overgrow and then there's symptoms that um, range quite a bit. Not everyone has all of these symptoms, but someone may be experiencing chronic yeast infections. Men and women get them. Um, You UTIs, bladder infections, chronic fatigue, headaches, uh, brain fog um, is a big one, not not able to think clearly, uh, bloating, easily gaining weight or it's hard to lose weight, uh, sinus problems, intense sugar cravings is another sign, Um, rashes, eczema, um, nail fungus, depression, anxiety, and constipation or diarrhea. 
So there's also muscle and joint aches, and it, and it can be associated also with um, Lyme, Epstein-Barr, fibromyalgia, and yeah, chronic fatigue and other autoimmune diseases can it can go into kind of MS. So I've, I've worked with clients that have a range of those things. Sure. So you mentioned that this is yeast that lives in the digestive tract. It's considered the bad bacteria. Obviously, there's some good bacteria as well, which helps in the digestion. But the problem and the challenge really occurs when due to so many reasons, because of bad nutrition or a lifestyle, the good bacteria is sort of wiped out and this takes over. And then you see the symptoms of brain fog, bloating, weight gain, so many different types of infections. Now, let's dive a bit deeper into the challenge at hand. Based on your experience, why do people find it so challenging to heal from candida? That's a great question. uh, Because, you know, what I discovered is there's such an emotional component to it. And I believe that candida um, is an emotional condition. And people have been numbing their emotions their whole life. And it's the healing of it first requires them to go on a candida diet where they can't eat any anything that feeds it. And so what feeds candida yeast is uh, sugars, alcohol, carbs, so starches. And so those foods and substances are typically used to numb or comfort their emotions. So once they remove them from their diet, they're feeling more and they haven't learned how to deal with their emotions or to be comfortable feeling things like sadness or anger, how to uh, navigate all of these things that have been typically repressed that are coming up to be felt, to be healed. And um, it's, it's hard for anyone to know what to do or how to deal with it. So strong um, sugar cravings also can be coming from an emotional trigger. So they may think it's the candida or they can't stick to the diet, but it could be triggered from some emotional trauma or abuse in their life. So it can um, be a little tricky to navigate on your own. Got it. So you spoke about the candida diet, Mm -hmm. which is basically avoiding the food that the yeast likes and needs to grow. And that's the logical solution. When when people stop having the sugars or that food that really helps the candida grow, they don't look at that missing link of the emotions. And so because of that emotional imbalance or the challenges that are facing, they jump back into eating the same foods that help the candida grow. So it seems like a cycle, isn't it? It's definitely a vicious cycle. And what I also discovered is the emotional pattern that's common with everyone that dealing with candida is one of victimhood. So they feel victimized by the condition, by their symptoms, by the diet. Like, oh, everyone else can eat all of this food and I can't and poor me. So that's the typical emotional pattern. Um, It's not their fault that they feel victimized. They had at one point been victimized and they just haven't healed from that. So they're just thinking every, you know, they're not good enough and they can't do it and feeling this hopeless and helpless, you know, kind of belief system. Sure, that's uh, really powerful. Now, diving a bit deeper, what are some of the misconceptions uh, that people have when trying to heal from candida, when going in for the solution? Well, they could be thinking that the diet heals them or that they need to eat and be restricted, um, eat that certain diet and be restricted for the rest of their life. And that's um, not true. So what I learned was my food was reacting to my emotions. So I thought I couldn't eat certain foods, but actually when I healed, you know, my final, um, what I figured out 
at the end of how to fully heal, then I didn't have a restricted diet anymore and I could eat whatever I want and I don't have any reactions to foods anymore. So I believe a lot of people think it's the food they're reacting to when I think it's their emotions that they're not aware of. And uh, and that's why my tagline is your symptoms are a gift Mm -hmm. uh, because they're there to show you what wants to be healed or where you're still living from your pain. Um, And even I think food flare-ups have messages of, you know, what were you feeling or what triggered you eating that um, that caused it? So I encourage everyone to expand, you know, beyond just looking at food being the cause and the culprit of what's going on in your body. Got it. So based on what you shared, it seems like emotional healing is the foundation that needs to be laid before we even think about going for those diets, which can Mm -hmm. help us solve the challenge. Now, I know that you have a 60-day core emotional healing program. Could you provide us an overview of what this program looks like? Yeah, it's uh, actually the newest program that I have developed from working with clients for so many years with the emotional healing process. And it actually came from the retreats that I do and how powerful it was to lead a whole group through a process together. And so uh, this is based on just helping everyone in a group in creating that safe space I was referring to. Um, And I do this online and it is, um, I guess, a a skill I have because it can be challenging to create the safe space um, where people are all over the world and we're doing it online. But I do help them see what defense mechanisms and ways they have protected themselves from feeling the pain and how those are getting in the way from them doing the deeper healing work. I begin with that because without that awareness, awareness, it's going to be hard for them to do to get to the pain. Uh, And then I begin also with helping them connect to their inner child. And, um, you know, most people know about inner child, but may really don't really know what it means or what that work is. But I have developed my own process of helping each person connect to that innocence um, that was wounded at a very young age that has been creating and playing out these false beliefs about themselves based on whatever was happening when they were very young. And then also all of the feelings that were repressed because they weren't allowed to feel sad or angry and they were kind of made wrong for expressing how they felt. And that has created a lifetime of repression and behaviors that are unhealthy kind of playing out from those core wounds. And so I'm in the 60-day program helping everyone connect to your their inner child and reparent them and allow them to express what's repressed and um, and to love them unconditionally and start to work with these core limiting beliefs or false beliefs about themselves. Uh, and so the, in the process, they're also changing maybe some things of how they've been living from that. And that's why I do specialize in codependency where people have given up their own needs for other people just to feel loved. So through this process, they're learning to love themselves and not needing to do things for love, but just knowing that they are loved and then they can ask for what they need and they feel they can set healthy boundaries from there to where they were, you know, maybe giving up their needs in unhealthy 
ways. Got it. So you start with the awareness, you teach them how to dive deep into their subconscious and uncover what their root beliefs are mm-hmm. that they might be having without them even knowing. You teach them how to connect with their inner child, which is so true. A lot of people know what the inner child is. They understand the concept. But when it comes to the work required to find out what that hidden emotion is and then expressing it, that's a challenge. And it seems like you guide the students through these 60 days from start to finish. And is there like a social component as well? Yeah. Because you mm-hmm. did mention that sometimes when you're trying to transform alone, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. But when you do it as a part of a group of like-minded people, it becomes a bit easier. Yes, definitely. Uh, the group is makes everything easier for me as well because um, <laughs> they're all sharing and and uh, it's so powerful. I love it. It's my favorite thing that I do is the, the group work because the support that people feel sometimes is the first time they've ever felt support ever in their lives. And that is healing in itself. So they're feeling support and love from everyone. And as they're sharing, they're helping everyone else uh, connect to what's been hidden and that they didn't even realize mm. was not uh, healthy for them or how they felt. And, and as people are vulnerable and expressing their emotions, it helps the people who have a hard time connecting to their emotions feel theirs. So it's exponential in terms of uh, the healing that takes place and really getting to the core issues for a lot of people. And, and it helps many uh, see you know, how they've been living has not has been from their wounds and not really who they are. So um, in the 60 days, it awakens them to what they need to do. It will start the process. It definitely isn't over in 60 days, but it's a, mm-hmm. the best way to start it. Wonderful. It's so analogous to a Tony Robbins event because uh, if you've been to one of his events, you'd notice that at the start, people are a bit you know unfamiliar with all the unknown faces. They've not met each other. Mm-hmm. But after a period of time, you know, one person shares his or her challenges and really becomes vulnerable. And that sort of acts as a reason for other people to also open up, share what are those thoughts, those beliefs that might be hidden deep down. And the whole, I think, event becomes an energy ball, so to speak. And that leads to the transformation. So I completely mm-hmm. agree with you in the power of community and group yeah, I just saw that movie recently. I am not your guru. Oh, yeah, right. and my work is very similar to Tony Robbins, you know, on a smaller scale, but it helped me see how I could create a safe space on a larger scale. So that was inspiring for me. So in retrospect now, how did you first stumble upon the world of holistic healing? Oh, <laughs> it's been um, a lifetime, really. I have been passionate about health since I was a teenager and I started reading mm-hmm books back then on uh, diet and food and cleansing the body and uh, Chinese and Ayurvedic and all kinds of different methods. And um, I started researching. Uh, I always, I, I guess I'm a very scientific in terms of just experimenting and researching and seeing what works and what help um, certain things. And, and so I was researching pretty much most of my life. That's what it felt like of trying different holistic practices. I even... Um, Uh, sold everything that I owned and moved to Thailand. I followed my heart. Um, I had never been to Thailand, but it was a calling I had. And I was going through a transformation myself with leaving corporate sales and then starting my business. This was nine years ago. And I started... um, uh, so anyway, I, I landed in Thailand and um, researched all the healing 
modalities there. And there was 14 different detox and healing retreats. And I started, I created a couple myself. And that's when I began my healing candida. Um, finally, I was dabbling in it for 10 years. And then I fully committed when I was there and I was in the right place, just immersed with um, resources that would help me. But I really didn't complete my healing journey till I came back to the US. And then I got triggered emotionally and then my symptoms came back. So then I realized that it was emotional mm. and I did the emotional work I specialize in now. But I, um, I've, I've created three different holistic healing directories, one in Atlanta, one in um, Koh Samui, Thailand, and one in San Francisco. So I've been passionate about holistic healing and helping people connect to the resources for most of my life. Now, speaking about picturesque locations, mm -hmm. you spoke about your emotional healing retreat in Costa Rica. So for someone who has never been to a retreat before this, what's the experience like? Oh, there is no retreat like this one <laughs> because I have <laughs> researched them all around the world. So I actually created what I saw was needed that was missing. And this retreat is like no other. It has all of the things that most retreats have in terms of, you know, healthy food and yoga and um, a beautiful tropical place where you can just release and let go. But in addition to that, we add um, my uh, colleague, Janet Raftis, is an energy healer and psychic medium. And we run these retreats together and she's gone through pretty much the exact same healing journey I have. So we had parallel lives and we've come to the same conclusions with what works. So we created this and we do about 28 hours of group therapy um, over seven days. So that's two two-hour group sessions. And then in addition to that, we have other things that support the healing process. We have a different, um, but we'll bring in someone, this one coming up in September, we're bringing in a dance release. So a four and a half hour dance release of really releasing mm. and letting go of what has been stirred up, you know, from us and from the group. And um, last time we did a, a sweat lodge. So each time we do different want, do different things and it's customized to the group. So sure. it's a, an experiential, you know, process of it's unfolding as the group is whatever's coming up for the group we work with. Sure. So what does a typical day look like? I know it, you know, it changes, you know, from time to time, but let's say day two, what does that look like? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, most days are the same, except, you know, for the, the excursion or the special practitioner. But most days it's they wake up and have breakfast, you know, together in the, as a group. And it's usually local organic food. And then we move into our group session. That's two hours. Uh, and it's usually done in a yoga sala or a platform that beautiful and overlooks, you know, the jungle or the water, wherever we are. And um, then we do, uh, typically we have a hour or an hour and a half yoga uh, class after that, mm -hmm. and then move into lunch. And then there's a break for them to process and integrate what has been coming up for them. And they can, you know, go hiking or go to the saltwater pool, uh, go to their room and do some anger releasing, whatever is needed. Um, we give them a, a few hours to do that um, if they want to just relax and meditate or 
your journal. And then um, coming back to our two-hour group session in the afternoon from four to six, and then uh, dinner, and then they have their nights free. Um, but typically, we're, we don't encourage or we actually suggest that they don't do anything uh, in terms of going out or socializing too much because this whole process is about them um, going within and and uh, reducing distractions in ways mm-hmm. that they have typically avoided dealing with their and feeling their emotions. So that sounds phenomenal. Thanks a lot for sharing that. Based on what we've learned today, if you had to tell one of your students to go out and take one action, just one action, what would it be? Take one action. Uh, I would suggest doing some deep breathing and connecting more to your body. So if it's just waking up and scanning your body and feeling connected to your body, uh, doing more body-centered practices such as dance or massage and yoga, so something regular um, to be in your body and to start sensing your emotions and journaling and feeling uh, instead of distracting or eating. So Action Tribe, to access the show notes for this episode, visit Visit my7chakras.com forward slash 138. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 138. Perseverance is not a long race. It is many short races, one after the other. This is an awesome quote by Walter Elliott. Action Tribe, I know it's not easy. I know that you are going through numerous challenges in your life and sometimes it seems like the darkness will never clear out. But I also know this. I know that you are an action taker, someone who never gives up and always gets up and joins the race again. Even if you've lost one small race, don't let that stop you from participating in the game of life because as Mr. Elliot once said, perseverance is many short races, one after the other. So Alicia, take us back to a time when you faced a major challenge or obstacle. How did you approach that situation? And then finally, how did you come out of it? Yeah, I, <laughs> my whole life has been obstacles. So it was, it's hard to kind of just think of one. Um, I love um, the challenges that come up in life to help us grow in the areas that we need to. But one, um, one that I could share that's related to what I've been sharing is uh, I was in a codependent relationship after I got back from Thailand, I had been single for seven years because I was healing from a, an abusive marriage um, seven years prior. And that's that's what launched me into my self-awareness and healing journey. And uh, so I was single and I came back and I thought I met a different type of guy. And it actually kind of was the same pattern um, as the previous one. So um, I fell into a codependent relationship and he was emotionally unavailable and I gave my power away to him. And I, so I wasn't taking care of or listening to my needs. I wasn't believing in myself. I thought I needed him to help me with my business. And I gave up really my sense of self and what I wanted for him. And I was always getting hurt by him. Um, He was pushing me away and was really never really there for me. So I found myself heaving, crying um, on the bathroom floor once um, with all of this hurt that would just keep repeating. And my symptoms were coming back. Uh, As I mentioned before, the bloating was at its worst. 
So it looks like I was pregnant. I had a yeast infection that had flared up, uh, UTIs. And then I knew at that point that my symptoms were emotional and I hadn't addressed what I needed to in order to fully heal. So I contacted Janet, who does the retreats with me, and to confirm what I suspected. And she uh, said, yes, my inner child was sitting cross-legged, knocking to come out. And so I did the inner child work that I now specialize in and I helped her to finally feel safe and lovable and good enough. And this was like a consistent practice that I did uh, that finally uh, released my symptoms, my emotional eating. I cleared that man from my life and believed that I could meet the man that I really always thought of that I just never thought existed. And um, three months later, I met my soulmate who I married. And, uh, and it's be- it was better than I ever could imagine. Um, so that repeated pattern, I could have, you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, I'll never find the right one, or this is just my bad luck or whatever. And I never, I never settled or accepted things like that. So I knew there was something causing it and I got to the root cause and it really did uh, release all of the patterns and symptoms I was dealing with most of my life. So as you look back in life, if you had to share one major life lesson with our listeners today, what would that be? (laughs) Your symptoms are a gift (laughs) Uh, and to listen to your body. So they're there to alert you that you need to take care of your emotional needs, that there's something unhealed that wants your attention. Wonderful. So thanks a lot for sharing this amazing story with us. The couple of things here, you mentioned that you'd gone to Thailand and when you came back, you fell into a codependent relation. You noticed that you weren't taking care of your needs and emotion, you were feeling hurt and alone, and your symptoms were coming back. At that point, you realized that the root cause was your emotions. You had that connection deep down. You contacted your friend. You did the inner child work that sort of acted as a spark that not only helped your life, but it laid a foundation for the current practice that you're in and how you help people in so many ways. And that's why your focus today is on diving into the root cause and sort of inspiring people through your experience that it is never late to change. It's never late to make a decision and it's never late to look back at your life and then look in front of your life in terms of your vision and realize what are those things that need to take place or what is the decision you need to make in order to become the real Mm. you. So thanks a lot for sharing this really inspiring story. That recapped it perfectly. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. And Action Tribe, as you head out in your journey, you may have a vision for how things should turn out. And you may have big dreams that you want to accomplish. Sometimes you may have your ups and sometimes you may have your downs. And with your downs come dissatisfaction. During these moments of dissatisfaction, remember the words of David Denotoris, who said, dissatisfaction is a great start point for it is right there that we have the most power strength and energy to push change through and today we are learning just that so Alicia what is your life's calling at this point in time well I feel the most aligned right now with what I'm doing it's the most fulfilling thing I've done and so it's definitely my calling so I have found it for now and it's constantly evolving you know as I do wonderful so looking back now if there was a defining moment in your life what would that moment be that really changed things for you? Uh, As I was going through some 
deep transformational coursework. I was uh, ending my corporate sales career, not knowing I was ending it, but it was towards the end. And uh, I was becoming more aligned with who I really am. I couldn't function in that world anymore. And it became painful to do what I used to love. So I was driving down the road in my car and all of a sudden a name came to me and it was ePower Me. And uh, I was like, oh, great. And I looked it up and it was available, ePower me.com. And I was like, that's weird that that would be available. But I bought it and I didn't know what I was going to do with it yet. But I knew my mission at that point was to inspire and empower people to be responsible for their health, happiness and joy. So I, uh, a few months later, ended up leaving my corporate sales job, not knowing what I was going to do. And uh, I got an email one day that said, would you like to empower others to know themselves? Become a journaling facility. So um, that's where I began with my career and doing what I'm doing now. So I started to teach journaling in my living room. And to this day, journaling is the number one tool I teach people to use in order to heal and take care of and listen to themselves. Wonderful. And that can be a separate episode by itself <laughs> because I think journaling is so amazing. So are you still using ePowerMe? Uh, no, I actually had incorporated and um, I have since let that go, but I had used it for many years. I had probably different seven different brands at this point, And I just finally settled on my name, my new married name, actually. <laughs> Wonderful. And with that, we've arrived at the wisdom round. This is a rapid fire round that contains just four questions. Are you ready? Yes. So what is the best advice that someone's ever given you? Listen to and trust yourself. I don't know who told me, but or if it, it was even a specific person, but it's the best advice. So name a personal habit that keeps you strong. One personal habit I think is the most important is practicing mindfulness. So being aware of my thoughts questioning them, listening to how I feel, responding to what I need in the present moment. Great. So do you have a morning routine? I used to. And that's when I had a lot of addictive patterns where I had to have some sort of morning ritual of meditating and yoga and walking and journaling, and which is all, I think, really great to do. Um, but now I just get up and I walk my dogs in the woods and I make coffee and I get on my computer and I work in my sunroom. So it's a little more relaxed these days, but I still do yoga and meditate and journal, just not in the morning. Got it. So name a book that you'd like to recommend for our listeners today. I think the one that would benefit most people would be The Language of Emotions, What Your Feelings Are Trying to Tell You by Carla McLaren. Got it. So that'll be up in the show notes. Action Drive to access today's show notes. Visit my7chakras.com forward slash 138. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 138. So Alicia, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks a lot for appearing on our show. And thanks for sharing those amazing stories that you did. Before you go, tell us one thing that you're grateful for and tell us the best way we can find you online. One thing that I am grateful for is just the the love that I feel um, that's all around me um, and in me. It's very general, but I do feel um, fulfilled and grateful for the love that we all have inside of us to express and to also receive. And the best way to check out all the things that we talked about will be on my website at Alicia, E-L-I-C-I-A Miller. Dot com. And I am giving away a free webinar that talks about the core 
emotional healing process in my 60-day program through my website backslash chakras. So thanks a lot for being so incredibly kind. I'm sure our listeners would love to take that on and sort of learn more about how important the emotional connection is and how they can discover their hidden beliefs and then sort of head towards their transformation. Action Tribe, to learn more and to sign up for that webinar, go to aliciamiller.com forward slash chakras. We'll have the link up in the show notes as well. So Alicia, thank you so much for coming on our show, talking to us about healing from the inside and out and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. Great. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. You're an excellent interviewer and conveying the information. Uh, So I love what you're doing. And so thank you. I'm grateful for you. You are listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to my S-E-V-E-N chakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired and take action. Transform your life today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.